At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the sports betting network, and We've got three tremendous hours coming up for you as we're going to get you set for the divisional round of the playoffs. Four tremendous games on tap, and we'll talk a little bit about the line movement that we've been seeing the last few days in these games as well. Because right now, as I sit here at Circa, we're now seeing a seven in that Lions versus Buccaneers game, which you find that to be very fascinating. So we touch upon the NFL all night long, but we've also got north of 55 college basketball games coming up for Thursday. No question about it. We're going to need to dive in that slate, try to get you guys as many winners as humanly possible. And then we've got some great action that is happening right now on the ice. We've got some tremendous NBA action, and we're going to be hitting all of it tonight as we've got an hour number three, our man that does a great job of being the uh, five-tool player here on the show as we got, got Scott Rachel. He does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He handicaps a little bit of everything. He handicaps some NBA, some NHL. I think that he's going to have a few tennis picks for us with the Australian opening happening. Certainly, we're going to be taking a look at the NFL playoffs, but we're going to be locked and loaded there. So we've got all fronts covered with Scott, but we're going to be talking quite a bit of NFL in our number one. That is going to be because Anthony DeBundo, he does great work over at Action Network. He's going to be joining me in about 15 minutes. I know that he, much like myself, does a tremendous job as well of taking a look at the college basketball board, and we're going to see what he's all got with regards to his plays for Thursday, and we're going to be diving in and having some fun with him in our number one. And then in our number two, we are also going to be joined by Ian McMillan. He has one of the best named podcasts out there, the Bacon, Be- the Bacon Bets podcast. I can always appreciate a great name of a podcast, and Ian, he certainly does tremendous work on that front. So we're going to be chatting with him about this NFL weekend. And on top of that, I know that he does tremendous work out there on the ice, taking a look at the NHL. So We've got three great hours coming up for you. And 
it is very interesting to see what we're going to be getting to visual round of the playoffs. And before we dive in there, I do feel like I need to give this a little bit of lip service just because I was floored when I heard this. I'm sure that many people like myself were quite surprised by this. It's the fact that we've got just a lot of unknowns right now with regards to the coaching searches of so many of these teams. And I never thought I'd be living in a world where you saw Pete Carroll along with Mike Vrabel get fired this offseason and Mike McCarthy is apparently going to be keeping his job and we are still waiting to see what the Philadelphia Eagles do with Nick Sirianni. But it was confirmed on Mon or it was confirmed on Wednesday, I should say, that Mike McCarthy is going to be retained by the uh, by the Dallas Cowboys, which it's just one of those things where it does leave me scratching my head just a little bit because for the Dallas Cowboys, this means that they are certainly going to be all in on Mike McCarthy. And I feel like he's that one coach. Like, you can have very many different of these guys, and it varies from sport to sport, team to team. But he's that guy that he really helps you be able to elevate, but I feel like he can't necessarily take you to that next level. He did win that Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers. Trust me. Knew all too well about it. That was my senior year of high school. That's one that I'm never going to forget. But I mean, how much was that Aaron Rodgers is completely putting the team on his back? How much was that Mike McCarthy actually being able to coach up the team? But it does feel like he's one of those guys like before he won a World Series title, it was always Dusty Baker in Major League Baseball. I I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, I think Buck Showalter might actually be a perfect example. Dusty Baker before, now it's Buck Showalter, where you have a team that is relatively sorry, and he's able to take you up, he's able to just get you to more respectability, bring some stability, but it's not that guy that's necessarily going to push you to the promised lane. And with the coaching candidates that are out there right now, got to figure that Pete Carroll's chomping at the bit, trying to get back into the fold. You've got, you've got Bill Belichick, obviously, out there. The Jim Harbaugh's week saves ad that is going on. And with Harbaugh, by the way, would not be surprised if the Chargers is the landing spot for him. So certainly that's one that I'm taking a look at as well. But it is very strange that the Dallas Cowboys are going to be rolling with this after they got lambasted by the Green Bay Packers. And it was a case where last week in the NFL playoffs, we did see a lot of these underdogs be able to rise up and not just win. Like, I think that if you saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers knock off the Philadelphia Eagles, Many people like myself were of the mindset that the Philadelphia Eagles should not have been laying three points in that game to start with. That was one that we could all see coming. I feel like the Texans knocking off the Cleveland Browns, that wasn't a surprise. And even the Green Bay Packers knocking off the Dallas Cowboys, that was the most stunning of the three. But, I mean, if you had told me that the Dallas Cowboys were going to lose a step-up game, again, wouldn't have been a surprise. But the fact that they just completely lambasted their opponents by multiple touchdowns, that was really the surprise. And now that leads to a very interesting circumstance where you have to try to handicap these teams as justly as possible, utilize all the data points, and at the same time recognize that sometimes these teams do get on a little bit of runs and it's a little bit of a balancing act. I feel like that's what the market is trying to do. We saw the Green Bay Packers when I was hosting this show on Monday be 10-point underdogs. Now they are 9.5-point underdogs, which I do think is a proper move. I personally took a small piece on the Packers at 10 and personally... If you're looking to bet the Packers in this one, you're probably best off waiting. If this line goes down to nine, certainly you do lose a little bit of value there, but you gain much more by being able to go to 10 than you lose by waiting if it goes down to nine, in my opinion. That's a game that you've got to be playing here, though I don't think that this is a number that's going to be getting back to 10. I'd be very surprised if it does, but I certainly do think that 
you've got more value trying to get a 10 than you would lose if this goes down to a 9. Meanwhile, in this Texans versus Baltimore Ravens game, this is a number that at most places now it's sitting at a 9.5. Really, the loan shop out here in lovely Las Vegas is with Gone Gaming and the South Point with a 9, but now we've got 9.5 across the board with this Ravens versus Texans game, and I do think that this one is the most fascinating of them all as we are looking at the divisional round of the NFL playoffs right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, because when it comes to Baltimore Ravens, really the lone knock on you, you have on this team right now is that they haven't necessarily done it in the playoffs with Lamar Jackson being at the helm. And certainly you do want to be taking a look at experience, but that's still more experience that you've got with the Houston Texans. Now, the Texans coming off of just an absolute thrashing of the Cleveland Browns. Well, you recognize that it was a Browns defense that was very different on the road versus at home, but I mean, that was just slicing and dicing by C.J. Stroud. But I do take a look at this sort of circumstance, and it does me lead me to believe that, you know what, there should probably be a little bit of value here on the Texans. They're not one of these teams that I had to play on Monday or anything like that. It's a Texan squad that I just think that the mentality of their coach as well, and D'Amico Ryans being a defensive guy, being on that Houston Texans defense back when they were, very much a bigger force in the NFL than they had been prior to this season. I do think that that plays a little bit of a factor here, and it is, in my opinion, really the most fascinating line out of the four that we're seeing right now, though I do have to say, the fact that now we're seeing a seven show on this Lions versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, that to me just leads to some intrigue because personally, I am looking to bet the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As a matter of fact, I'll probably go out after the show I'll take the seven that we've got with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because you're just not going to find too much of a better number on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in my opinion, unless if some injury unbeknownst to anyone comes about where it's like, oh, no, Mike Evans fell off the roller coaster and broke every single bone in his body. Then you could see some sort of a unforeseen line change, but seven is really the best of it. This was a number that actually opened up at five and a half. Remember coming on the show on Monday, this was a number that was pretty much six after that Monday night thrashing of the Philadelphia Eagles, but I do look at a lot of these favorites and I do feel like we've got a lot of vulnerable and I feel like we've got some favorites that maybe are a little bit unjust right now. Like going back to the Packers and the 49ers, again, the last time we saw the San Francisco 49ers at full force, that was on Christmas night, that was against the Baltimore Ravens, they got completely plowed at home and you had Brock Purdy throw four interceptions. Heck, when we saw Brock Purdy play his first postseason game, didn't necessarily look the world's sharpest. Now, I do think that the rest is going to be able to help them out. Certainly, they've been able to get some intel on this Green Bay Packers team, but it's one of these cases where you have to weigh experience versus just the current form and the current vibe, swag. You can insert whatever buzzword here you want to with it, but you have to be taking a look at the current form of these teams, and I really like what I'm seeing out of the Green Bay Packers. Now, there is a little bit of a fear with this as well because with the way that the Packers have been able to get into the spot, pretty much every game for them since the middle of November has been a must-win. They dropped, like, I think it was one game along the way, but really since Thanksgiving where they were squaring off against the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving Day, every single one of these games they have pretty much needed to win in order to get to this spot in the playoffs. Heck, last day of the season, they needed to knock out the Chicago Bears just to be able to get into the spot, and there were a lot of people that liked the Chicago Bears. And that game, and being someone that is a Green Bay Packers fan, I remember feeling very, very cautious about that game. But I do think that there is something to what the Green Bay Packers are putting together right now. They're the youngest team to be able to make the postseason. And this this sort of run in like 
30 plus years. I think it was like the 1970s. So I do find some intrigue with that. You've got to be weighing just so many things right now, but I do think that there's a lot of underdog value. As a matter of fact, if I were taking a look at the board right now, if I had to bet all four of these games, I'd be on all four underdogs. And the one underdog I'd be taking outright on the money line is the Kansas City Chiefs, despite the fact that this is going to be the first true road game for Patrick Mahomes. It is a spot where he's going up against the Buffalo Bills team that you just you have more unknown variables with the Buffalo Bills than you do the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs, we all know what the unknown variables are. I'm looking at you, the wide receiver core, that can't line up on sides and can't hold on to the ball to save their lives, but you know that Patrick Mahomes is going to put the ball on these guys. You know that he's going to execute when the moment is biggest. When it comes to Josh Allen, he could make an absolutely tremendous play, and then he could turn around the next play, throw some just mind-blowing interception, and then the next play, he comes back and throws like an 80-yard touchdown. That's what you get out of Josh Allen, and I just feel a little bit more secure about what Andy Reid has been able to do in the playoffs, what this Kansas City Chiefs team has been able to do in general. And I do think that with regards to what we're seeing in the NFL as well, some of the best coaches in the NFL still coaching in the postseason. I think that that's what these teams need to take a look at that are currently looking for a coach they need to factor in as well because there's certainly a lot of intrigue there and there is a ton of intrigue when it comes to the NFL playoffs. And we'll talk a little bit more about it and break it down game by game with Anthony DeBundo of Action Network next on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network, and it's always great to be joined by this man, Anthony DeBundo. He does such great work over at Action Network, taking a look at the NFL, taking a look at college basketball, and so much more. And Anthony, great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, good to be here, Greg, and uh, excited for a divisional round of the NFL playoff. I am as well, and Anthony, we've got ourselves four very interesting games, and we've only got one game in which the spread is below six and a half, and how about if we start there? Because it is going to be the first true road game for Patrick Mahomes in his playoff career. That is not counting the Super Bowl, which he played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Technically a road game, no control over that. And I mean, just a very strange tenor around that game in general. But that said, with the Buffalo Bills, they find themselves across the board as a two and a half point favorite. Totals between 45 and 46. How do you evaluate this sort of game? Because it has been a Chiefs team that has been... Let's call it what it is, not doing the world's greatest job of supporting Mr. Mahomes, but at the same time, this is a Buffalo Bills team that when they buckle down, when they don't turn the ball over, this is a team that looks amazing, but it just never know when that bad Josh Allen interception is going to come. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the biggest two keys here right now are the extra rest, right? Kansas City played Saturday, Buffalo played Monday. The Chiefs probably would have started prep for Buffalo knowing they beat Pittsburgh on Saturday night almost as soon as they beat Miami. And then there's the injury situation for Buffalo where they've got a lot of defensive guys, including Terrell Bernard and their nickel corner. And Rasul Douglas is expected to play, but he missed last week and hasn't played in a few weeks now because of his injury. So all of these defensive injuries, plus the fact they were actually on the field for a lot of snaps in that second half. So I think it's a difficult spot for Buffalo in that sense. I also don't really think there's too much of a difference between these two teams and true quality. You know, I bet Buffalo was an underdog catching three when they played in Kansas city. And now I'm betting Kansas city. You know, there, there are some, still some threes out there. I'm fine with two and a half as well. I think it's a great teaser piece. You go back to that first game. Of course, everybody remembers the Kadarius Tony offside play. It kind of swung the whole game, but the chiefs had 7% better success rate offensively in that game. They were more consistent. It was the bills that made a couple of big plays. Uh, to stay in that game and ultimately win it, you know, in a must-have spot. But I really think this Kansas City offense isn't quite as bad as, as maybe they looked for portions of the second half. This is now back-to-back games against Cincinnati and Miami. Granted, not great defenses, but they move the ball up and down the field. Uh, and so it's going to come down to red zone efficiency and probably the last possession. So catching points, I'm going to take Mahomes every time. Yep, yeah, I am right there with you. I do think that the experience factor is so big in this spot. And again, I just can't get past the fact that the Buffalo Bills, they always just have the untimely Josh Allen interception. And that really does put me off of them just a little bit in the spot. And then when it comes to the earlier game that we're going to be seeing on Sunday, that'd be the Buccaneers and the Lions. And now where I sit at Circa, I'm seeing a seven pop up for the Buccaneers. And that is, in my opinion, probably the best number that you're going to get on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because pretty much everywhere else, we're seeing a six half total on this game is 48 and a half. I'm not sure how you are viewing this game, but for me, it is a case where I do, if I'm looking about anything like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and as a matter of fact, once I'm done with this show, I'm going to be firing in my bet on the Buccaneers being able to get that seven because I just don't know if I'm going to be able to find it anywhere else. But where do you stand on this game with the Detroit Lions team that, I mean, the offense has been high-powered, but I do have some question marks with that defense. Yeah, so, you know, the question is, I think for me is, you know, does Monday's game say more about Philly or Tampa? And for me, I think it says more about Philadelphia and just how discombobulated and and a mess they were on both sides of the ball. And really the thing is, you know, 
Jalen Hurts struggled so badly against the Blitz. It's been a problem for Philly all year long. If you look at Jared Goff's numbers against the Blitz, and we expect Bowles to bring pressure, he's actually been better against Blitzes than he's been against you know regular rushes this year. His average yards per attempt is higher. His completion rate is 64%, 13 touchdowns to six picks. Considerably in the past, you know, Goff had some troubles with the Blitz. But we saw him play the Vikings twice in the last month, a team that also loves to bring pressure. And he diced them up. So I think Goff's ready for this. I think this is a good spot for the Lions with uh, the Bucks also on short rest. And, you know, I think on the other side of the ball, of course, you know, the Lions secondary is pretty bad. But they can get pressure. They're getting pressure at a top five rate defensively. They don't need to blitz Baker. And, and if you can get pressure on Baker with four, I think that's the key. So uh, I was hoping this would go the other way. If it got below six, I'd bet the Lions. At the current number, though, I do think it's a little bit inflated on Tampa, on Detroit from a number perspective, but not something I'm looking to bet Tampa here. I don't love the spot of the matchup. Yeah, and personally, I was holding off on Tampa until I saw the seven pop up right here, too, and I think that that is just so paramount in this situation as well. So we shall see what way that line moves. As Anthony Abundo, he does such great work over at Action Network. He's joining me right here on the Great Fears and Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And before we dive in on the Saturday games, I do want to ask you about this as well, because... As we know, with the NFL, you always get the most expansive menu of any of the sports that you're able to bet on, whether that be baseball, whether that be college basketball, you go down the list. And as we know, for the playoffs, it gets even further expanded. Is there any of the expanded menu options that you do take a look at in the NFL postseason, or do you keep it relatively to how you would during a regular season game with the normal menu? Yeah, I'm certainly more apt to bet props. You know, uh, I tell some of my great colleagues at the Action Network who uh, are, are really good at props and, and gives you something else to root for when you're watching the game so intently. I do enjoy uh, the playoff specials they'll offer. Like, I know one book put up, uh, you know, who will have the most rushing touchdowns in the whole playoffs. Uh, I'm invested in some Lamar Jackson at, like, some crazy prices there. But but uh, overall, no, not too different. You know, uh, it's certainly harder to find an edge when you only have four games and try to find enough action. And so that's where the props become really fun. I'm intrigued by George Kittle props uh, against Green Bay's defense, which has really been poor, guarding the middle of the field. Um, same with Kate Otten, who really carved up Philly when he caught the ball Monday night. I think he can have some success. So, you know, certain guys maybe you're targeting, uh, you know, Green Bay, I think they're going to find some success passing downfield against San Francisco. So, you know, who might benefit from that? Could it be, uh, you know, like a Jaden Reed, even though he was quiet in the last game? So, uh, you know, just trying to find interesting ways to attack these games and, and, uh, you know, dive in a little bit more into the props market than I normally would on a given Sunday where there's just so many more games. Yep, and I think that you bring up some good points about that Packers versus 49ers game as well as right now we're seeing this line at 9.5. Best of the number was 10, which you were able to get about 48 or so hours ago. So we shall see which way this line moves. Personally, I'm thinking that we're probably not going to be seeing 10 again on this one with a total pretty much cross board, a 50.5. How do you evaluate this from a spread perspective? Because I know that there's a few props on both sides that you're really liking in terms of some of the pass catchers. Well, Greg, my, uh, my cheese head, unfortunately I'm on the phone tonight, no <laughs> zoom for my, uh, no Skype for my cheese head, but uh, you know, good cash for green Bay last week and the over. And I like the over again this week. I think the market should be North of 51. Uh, I really don't trust the Green Bay defense. The underrated part of this game is that Green Bay's defense was still on the field for 80-plus plays on Sunday. So even though they won and it wasn't really a competitive game in the second half, they were still guarding a ton of pass plays, rushing the passer, and really having to grind defensively to get that game home. Just so many plays. Now they have to go on a short week out west. Weather looks good. 
Uh, both of these offenses are top three in the league, first and third, and early down success rate and EPA per play. So I think there's a lot of success for both of these offenses. And I think this is going to ultimately be like a 34-27 to 27 game. The one thing that does scare me is just how bad Green Bay's run defense is. That is scary. And you would say, oh, San Fran can just run the ball and play keep away. But I actually think the Niners are just so explosive as a run game this year that they're not going to really be methodical. They're just going to break big runs and, and really move the ball pretty convincingly and efficiently. So uh, I like the over here, 50 and a half. I'd play it up to 51, which is, of course, a key number. Uh, just riding these Packer overs and riding uh, Jordan Love, who's, who's continued to show himself as, a, as an emerging star quarterback. Absolutely. And we can always get behind someone that is willing to put a piece of cheese on their head. That was very much appreciated last week on the show, Anthony. And I personally do think that even at the nine and a half, I had to bet this right now, I would still be taking a look at the Green Bay Packers. And then final game that we're seeing in divisional weekend is actually the top game. We went sort of in reverse order here. It's the Ravens playing host to the Houston Texans. Texans now most spots at nine and a half point underdog. I'm seeing a straight nine out there. Those between 43 and a half and 44. We know that rookie head coaches and rookie quarterbacks typically struggle, and you've got both for the Houston Texans, but this team does feel a little bit different. And with the Ravens, I do fear that there might be a little bit of rust for them coming out of the gates. Well, I actually feel the opposite. I'm, I'm, I bet Baltimore in the first half, uh, minus four and a half, five and a half. I think the most interesting thing here for me is I'm not too worried about the rust. You know, obviously that could happen. Uh, I'm not going to know whether it's going to be true or not until after they start the game. But what I do know is that Houston is way too conservative on early downs, and that's been a problem for their offense uh, all year. They've they've kind of leaned on this run game that they can't really do. Even in the win against Cleveland, they had more early down runs than early down passes. It was a problem against Indianapolis, and it's been a problem at various points of the season. They're second in the league in run-run pass sequences. And if they try to run against Baltimore, they're just going to be really struggling early. I think you could see them you know, struggle to get out of the gate, and then they'll unleash Stroud in the second half. We've also seen Harbaugh teams flying out of the gate and then barely hold on. Uh, and I do think that this game is kind of apt for that. So I, I don't really want to lay the nine, you know, nine points, nine and a half, getting close to 10 at some spots. I'm, I'm going to lay the early spread on Baltimore at home and expect them to move on. And being able to truncate the game, I do think is a good way of being able to put it or be able to look at it, whether you like the first half or the second half in this spot, as we are being joined by Anthony DeBundo. He does such good work over at Action Network and does a great job on the NFL front, but also does great work in college basketball. And we're going to have a hardwood with them next, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get unlimited access to our VSIN Picks page. That's over at VSIN.com slash picks and you'll be able to get access to all the picks made on the entire network. Every single guest, every single host. You've got a lot of guests that are coming up tonight. You're going to be seeing all those. You get my college basketball action and so much more over there. And for more Visa Pro picks, become a Visa Pro subscriber today. You're able to utilize my promo code as well, being a listener to the Greg Peterson Experience for 10% off an annual subscription. And it's easy enough. Greg, G-R-E-G, type that in over at vsin.com slash subscribe and save 10% on an annual subscription as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. It is always great to be joined by Anthony DeBundo. He does tremendous work over at Action Network, taking a look at a lot of NFL action, but also is an ace when it comes to the college basketball hardwood. And 
let's take a look at this college basketball slate that we've got for Thursday. And I know you're really focusing in on the Pac-12 action. You've got a choose-your-own-adventure sort of night with a lot of Horizon League, obviously the Pac-12, WCC, Sunbelt, so lots of fun conferences. And let's start out with this Cal versus Washington game. As Cal finds themselves a one-point favor with a total between 154 and a half and 156. And do you want to get your thoughts here on a Washington team that it feels like just when you want to buy in on this team, they let you down with something like, oh, I don't know, getting lambasted against UCLA. Meanwhile, for this Cal team, they just have not guarded a soul all season long, but clearly has some talent. So very curious on your thoughts on this one. Yeah, so, you know, if you go back, Madsen's past. I mean, he's never had a defensive team like this um, that's been, you know, below their talent level. And if you look at some of the shot quality data, they've been pretty unlucky. I mean, they're giving up 36% from three, even though their their uh, open three rate is in the top 100. So, you know, I think this Cal team, and look, I'm not the only one that thinks it. They've taken consistent money week to week in this league, uh, even dating back to the non-conference, that they've taken some pretty sharp money and I tend to believe that that's kind of a pretty sharp signal that a team is, uh, you know, somebody respected in the market is, is finding this team undervalued. And when you look at some of the other data, I mean, it does make sense. Their offensive ability, um, their shot making is really good, even against good defenses. And I still have major questions about this Washington defense. They don't, they don't really force turnovers, nor do they rebound well. Um, so Cal should get some second chance looks. They're very good on the glass, uh, which is one area where they can kind of exploit this Washington defense. And like I said, you know, at home, we just haven't really seen consistency from Hopkins as Washington. Uh, and so, you know, I, even laying a point here, I, I do like Cal and I, and I bet Cal to pick them. So uh, I like the golden bears. I wouldn't be surprised if they took more money. That's just, just how the market has felt about this team uh, as they've continued to be relatively mediocre overall. And the question always becomes, are you going to get good Savier Wheeler or are you going to get bad Savier Wheeler? Because you really don't get anything in the middle when it comes to him. So and it's always something to be mindful of as well. And then also out there in the Pac-12, I always love this spot because I used to work at the official flagship station of the Oregon Ducks basketball program. And there was one spot in which Oregon just never, ever wanted any part of going on the road to Colorado. I think that they were able to shake the demons two years ago and were able to get a road win against Colorado. But I think as long as they've been in the Pac-12, they've won this game once. You've got Colorado as a six-point favorite. Total is between 148 and a half and 149 and a half. And I take a look at this Colorado team. And now that they're getting fully healthy, I do like them in the spot against an Oregon team that it does feel like the defense has gotten much better for this Oregon squad. And they got back in Folly Dante for the first time in an eternity. But at the same time, this spot just seems to always trip up the Ducks. Yeah, I think Dante back is the key, right? Colorado loves to attack the rim. They they shoot it really well from three, but they don't shoot a ton of threes. It's very much a get to the rim def- uh, offense, and and that's the key, right? You know, Oregon's rim defense in the first half of the season was pretty mediocre. Uh, you know, I, I specifically remember Syracuse kind of taking it to them at the rim uh, when they played them at the uh, the Pentagon in uh, in in South Dakota, and you know, I think that they're starting to figure some things out, and I trust Altman. The thing that they can do is throw different looks at, at Simpson and kind of make life difficult for him. And when you don't have the shooting to really punish these different looks that Oregon likes to throw, it gets, you know, Altman can kind of get in his bag and get creative and, and, and slow them down. So I, I do think this total's high uh, now at 148.5. But again, like, it's so hard right now with all of these games have been flying over with the block charge rule changes and coming out of Christmas, especially uh, kind of the holiday break. You've seen so many of these games going over. 
that I think that you're starting to see these totals, uh, you know, spike a little higher than they should be. Uh, the question is, you know, you got to pick your spots, right? And I do think this is a good one for an under. I also lean toward Oregon. Like I said, I think the market generally undervalues them right now, but I, I don't love the spot going on the road to Colorado after the, you know, the buffs have really struggled uh, in the last you know month or so since Pac-12 play started. And I think most of it was due to the fact that USC has just been a big fat disappointment this year. But anyone that watched a USC versus Colorado game, that Colorado defense looked pretty darn good and that USC offense looked pretty darn bad. As joining me on the show, we do have Anthony DeBundo. He does great work over at Action Network. Joining me on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And then do want to ask you about this as well as the two Oregon schools, they are a part of the Mountain Road Trip and for Utah. They are between a 15 to a 15 and a half point favorite against Oregon State with a total between 143 and a half and 144. And I do take a look at this mountain road trip. Part of the reason why I do like the Colorado Buffaloes in this spot is because of the fact that they are at home. And I take a look at this spot as well with Utah and their defense is just so different when they're out there in Salt Lake City rather than when they're on the road. And this is an Oregon State team that really has struggled when they've been away from home. I don't know how you take a look at this game, but... I do think that 15 is a pretty proper number, but I do think that the 143 and after 144 just has one up too high. Yeah, if you just go by kind of like the, the regression metrics, this is a little bit high. Uh, you know, st- uh, Utah's offense has shot the ball really well from three. Uh, if you go back and look at like just all of their shooters and you compare, okay, what they do last year to what they do this year. I mean, Utah was not this good of a shooting team last year. Uh, and so I'd always be skeptical. You know, we're dealing in such small samples, even even though it's only, you know, we're, we're at half a season now, right? But it's still only a, a sample of 17 games. And so anytime you see a team take a huge leap forward in their three-point shooting, you have to kind of raise your eyebrow and say, okay, you know, how real is this? Because last year they were one of the worst shooting teams in the country, and they've had some turnover, but not a ton. So uh, I do think you'll see ultimately Utah come back down to earth offensively uh, under Smith. And so uh, I, I would generally kind of side with that, but I have not made a bet on this game personally to uh, stay away from me. It is going to be so interesting to take a look at this action that we've got on Thursday. And this is a game that always piques my attention as well, because I personally just am not much of a stand for old Stanford as right now they find themselves as three point favorites at home against Washington state with a total of one forty four and a half and a defense I really do like is this Washington State defense. They've done a pretty solid job on the road this season, and Jared Bynum is right now dealing with an injury for Sanford. I'm not sure how you view this game, but I am just not willing to lay with the Sanford team that has gotten really hot from three in the last few games, and I think that that's going to be crashing back down to earth. Yeah, I mean, Washington State was, was a buy for me a week ago, uh, and I or even two weeks ago. I love, uh, you know, their, their staff and, and how well they protect the rim. They've been a team that I've been consistently betting on for years and, and usually not winning very often. It feels like they've kind of underperformed uh, their talent level. Uh, but, you know, Kyle Smith, like he's, he's brought back another team. They play hard. They defend the rim really, really well, which is a big key against Stanford. Uh, the question is now though, like, are you kind of buying high, right? Because, you know, they just had the biggest win of their season, probably the biggest win they're going to have all year. Uh, and now they have to go on the road and you could just see them like, you know, you see this all all the time in college basketball. Like you get a big win at USC, you get a big win against Arizona. Everybody's riding high now. And then they come out and just lay a total egg. Uh, and, and, and it's funny because the market has started to price these spots in, right? Like normally 
uh, you know, Stanford really should be a pick'em here. And because of the the fact that it's the idea of you know buy low, sell high, and the market's catching on to that, uh, they're laying three. Which, like, I agree with you. There's no way I would lay three here with Stanford. I don't really think they're the better team. So, uh, you know, it's a really tough one because you just know that Washington State's bound for a letdown. But overall, I, I certainly think they're also trending up. Them and and uh, and Oregon were the two teams that were buys for me a couple weeks ago when uh, we did a Pac-12 report here over at Action. Yeah, Ben, with this Oregon team, they have been able to ascend a little bit as well, like Jackson Shell said, who's been able to a nice job on that front. And we've got about a minute remaining. Anything else that you're going to be taking a look at for this college basketball card for Thursday? As we got a lot of Pac-12 action, but not north of 55 games that I do think are going to be very intriguing. I mean, the game of the night, I guess, is what, Indiana, uh, Illinois against Michigan. But, I mean, these two teams right now are just kind of really difficult to, to figure out. I mean, Michigan... You know, it is a home game, right? So they'll have McDaniel. So that's that's good. But uh, and the market, I think, is a little bit higher on Michigan than I am. And they keep pricing in that Michigan's going to figure some things out here. But it doesn't seem to me that they're going to be able to guard much against this Illinois team. You know, you spread out Michigan and you force them to guard the perimeter. It has been a major issue for them all year long. And Michigan has is so down this year, despite making a ton of threes. I mean, they run really good on three. So uh, I'm looking toward Illinois here, uh, but uh, it's a really tough spot. Yeah, if I'm right there with you, I do look at the fighting Illini and we always look to your great insights, Anthony. You do such good work and always appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always great to have Anthony DeBundo aboard and we'll continue the college basketball chatter and get you guys the picks for Thursday next on the Great Peterson Experience of Visa, the Sports Bank Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs and is bringing you an offer that'll make the playoffs all the more intensifying. New customers 
and place a bet of $5 on any game and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Utilize the promo code Vegas when you do, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with that promo code of Vegas because over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa. The Sports Bank Network was great to be able to talk a little NFL and college basketball with Anthony DeBundo. We're going to get a lot of things served up tonight. We're going to be talking a little bit of NHL in our number two. Going to get you guys a little bit more NBA, tennis in our number three, and certainly going to be talking NFL playoffs all along the way, but we would be doing you guys a disservice if we didn't take a look at this college basketball board that we've got for Thursday. We have got ourselves just a nice whopper of a card, about 59 games, I think I counted. So let's dive in, and here's a number that we have seen move just a little bit, but I still think you've got some good value on the underdog. This is 66 or 765, 766 on the betting board. For some reason, I've really been liking the American Conference this season. This is another one of those nice slobber knockers with Memphis playing OC South Florida. South Florida opened up a 13-point underdog. Now we're seeing them at most places a 12.5. I'm starting to see a few 12s pop up as well. And the total on this game is between 157 and 157.5. And you have to wonder if this might be a little bit of overinflation on this Memphis team based on what we saw in their last game. In their last game, they literally went 19 of 30 from three-point range against Wichita State. They could not miss if they tried. They could have put on a blindfold and somehow, some way, the ball would have bounced in the basket. They just had one of those days. But for Memphis, out of there than that game, they've had a few close calls. They got taken to overtime against the Meep Meep UTSA Roadrunners, who just gave up 107 points tonight against Tulsa. And a very close call against that Tulsa team, in which they needed Javon Quinterly three to be able to get the job done on the road. They've been playing with a little bit of fire. Meanwhile, you've got a South Florida team that they were one of those teams that towards the beginning part of the season, I just looked at their results and knew, all right, this team is right now just getting some really bad luck with their three-point shooting. Things should turn around for them. And if you do look at South Florida, since the beginning of the month of December, since that game that they played against Florida State, this has been a squad that has been shooting north of 36.5% from three. Their overall number for the year is shooting 33% from the outside, but I do expect more positivity coming forward for this team because this team is pretty much a lot of the nuts and bolts of what we saw last season for Kennesaw State as Amir Abdul-Rahim, he took the job in the offseason, brought with him three of his top scorers, and Chris Youngblood, he has been able to supply the team with 14 points per game. He's been rock solid. Now, where you do go wrong with this South Florida team don't have a lot of rebounding with this team. Kishan Pryor is the only guy in the roster that gives you north of four and a half rebounds per game. This is a team that's outside the top 200 with regards to rebound rate, but to my surprise, Memphis, despite the fact that you've got Dobby Jones, who's able to give you right around about 20 points, six boards, shoots it well from three points, despite the fact that you've got Malcolm Dandridge, who I swear he's been in college basketball for about 57 years. Van Wilder is pretty upset that he couldn't get that sort of deal. I mean, it's just a Memphis team that they don't do a great job on the glass. They're about 175th in the country with regards to rebound rate. I was expecting a little bit more out of Caleb Mills. They still do turn the ball over 13 times for contest. South Florida, sometimes they get a little bit out of sorts with regards to turnovers themselves. But this has been a South Florida team that's been able to defend quite well thus far this season. You take a look at them in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. This is a team that they rank in the top 100 in all of college basketball. And they really don't experience too much of a drop-off. When they're in a road slash neutral court environment, there's a points a lot on a per possession basis away from home. This is a top 65 team in all of college basketball. I do think that they hang in there, and I do think that this is a total that has just been 
a little bit overinflated for Memphis having that just expose of three-point shooting against Wichita State a few nights ago. So I did set my total more around a 156. I'm going to be looking under, and with this Memphis team, felt like they should have been a 10-point favorite. Now that we're getting 12 to 12 and a half, I'm going to be willing to take a look at those points with South Florida to go along with the under as we are diving in on this college basketball card for Thursday here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And how about if we stay American in this one and go with another game out there in the American Conference, 755, 756 on the betting board. Florida Atlantic is going to be playing us Wichita State. Wichita State opens up a 14.5 point underdog. They are now a 15 to a 15.5 point underdog. Those between 152.5 and 153. And, and this Florida Atlantic team just continues to get overvalued. For Florida Atlantic, they have covered as many games in the American Conference as Greg Peterson, and I don't have a team in the American Conference. So that's not great. With Florida Atlantic, granted, it was a bad beat that they took against UAB on Sunday for those that rode my DK network right up of UAB. It was much to your and my delight, but that said, with this Florida Atlantic team, where they're really going wrong right now is on the defensive side of things. When Florida Atlantic was able to make that run to the Final Four, this was one of the most balanced teams at all of college basketball. They were a top 40 team in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. They were a top 40 team in terms of points slot on a per-possession basis, and this defense has been different in Boca Raton. In Boca Raton, they give up 13.5 points fewer per 100 possessions rather than when they are in a road slash shoot court environment. That said, they're still 114th in the country with regards to points a lot on a per-possession basis. They're outside the top 150 in terms of opponent's three-point shooting percentage. I do think that Wichita State has the guys down low to be able to hold in this game. You've got someone like a Kenny Poto who's able to give you right in the neighborhood of about seven or so rebounds per game. You have a couple of that with a Wichita State team that has Kobe Rogers, who's been able to do a nice job supplying the team with about 16 points per contest. He's a relatively good shooter for a Wichita State team that has been a little bit shaky on that front. They're about 256th in all of college basketball with regards to their own three-point shooting percentage, but they do a relatively solid job of being able to not give a lot of wide-open looks. Opponents are shooting about 32.5% from three-point range as well. You've got Quincy Ballard, Dallin Reginald, being able to give you a combined about 14 rebounds per game. I do think that they're going to have a tough time with the seven-footer and Vladislav Golden for Florida Atlantic, who's able to give you about seven boards, north of block for contest. And for Florida Atlantic, John L. Davis has really been him for this team, giving you 16.5 points, shooting well north of 40% from three-point range. But it's a Wichita State team that I feel like a lot of people are now out on because... They just have been a little bit of money burner thus far this season. They're 4-11 against the spread, and typically these are actually really good buy spots on teams. Now, you have some teams that they just completely sink and they never, ever turn it around. Like, I mean, Pacific two years ago when they only covered four spreads. Tulsa last year when they went against the spread, something like 4-24 and or something ridiculous. There are just some teams that they don't figure it out. But oftentimes, you are going to be able to see some of these teams be able to rise up a little bit more with this foreign Atlantic team. I just still think that they're being a little bit overvalued. And I do think that you've got a bit of value on Wichita State, especially with this line move. As I set my number at a 14, now that we're getting north of a 15, I'm going to be willing to take the points with Wichita State. Wichita State, I do think, is going to get gashed with regards to their defenses of the Florida Atlantic team. It's in the top 30, nationally in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. And it's a Wichita State team that, in year number one under Paul Mills, they've been playing a little bit more up-tempo. So there's a circumstance where I'm going to be looking at the over semi total 154, and I'm going to be willing to take the points with Wichita State. I think north of 14 was a buy for me, and this is also a buy for me. We go out to the Midwest, and... The feature of Wisconsin team that is not the Badgers. 751, 752 on the betting board. The UW Green Bay fighting Phoenix on the road facing off against Wright State. Wright State looks to be the right side as 9 to 9.5 point favorites. Seeing a 10 pop up as well. Totals between 150 and 150 and a half. 
under the radar. Sundance Wicks has done a really stinking good job with this UW Green Bay team. This UW Green Bay team was as dead as a doorknob towards the back half of last year. Will Ryan had no idea what he was doing with this team. And all of a sudden, UW Green Bay, who was dormant with their offense last year and towards beginning part of this season, they have found some shooting. It's a, now a top 200 team in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. And you've got a go-to guy in Noah Reynolds. Transfers in from Wyoming where he was averaging double figures. And he's been Mr. Do-It-All for the team. North of four assists. 19 points per game. Shooting it well from three-point range. And UW-Green Bay was one of those teams that they were suffering from. A little bit of bad three-point shooting variance towards the beginning part of the season. That is now, of course, corrected. They're shooting about 35% from three-point range. And... They're facing off against a right state team that I think that five Casper the friendly ghost might be able to provide as much defense as this team outside the top 330 in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. Now where UW Green Bay is going to go wrong in this game, they don't have a lot down low. You've got Elijah Jones who's been able to give you about six and a half rebounds per game. He's really the lone guy on the roster other than Reynolds says he will give you north of four boards per contest, but Foster Wonder, great name. He has been a wonder for this UW Green Bay team, shooting about 40% from three-point range. Right State, they do have some like an A.J. Braun down low. They will give you about six or so boards per contest. It is a UW Green Bay team that's going to be outgunned on the glass, but when it comes to Wright State, this is a team that I think is doing for a little bit of three-point shooting, shall we say, regression, because we had a pair of guys in Trey Calvin, Tanner Holden. They're very good at being able to put the biscuit in the basket. These two guys have been able to combine for about 37 points per contest. They're both shooting north of 42% from three-point range, but UW-Green Bay has really been able to get up into teams. They've been able to do a solid job of being able to lock down defensively, and this is a Wright State team that they have given up at least 74 points at all but two of their games against Division One opponents thus far this season with a UW-Green Bay team that all of a sudden has decided, you know what, they are going to crank up the tempo a little bit more. They've been able to find more ancillary scoring options outside of Noah Reynolds. I do think that they're going to be able to hold in this game against the Wright State team in which their starting five is very solid, but past that, they really don't have a lot outside of that end. I think that this is going to be another Wright State masterclass where they score 80-plus, but they give up 75-plus. I did something I told 154. I'm looking over. And with the UW-Green Bay fighting Phoenix, we're going to take the points. Anything north of eight was a buy for me. And coming up next, I get you guys my DK Network write-up for this college basketball Thursday. You're on the Great Peterson Experience. I'm Visa, the Sports Banking Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch 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 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.